0: Mindfulness Mode 350.
1: When we're not polluting our bodies or we're not using it in a disordered way, we can actually hear ourselves. We can kind of hear our innate intelligence.
0: You're listening to Mindfulness Mode with me, Bruce Langford, your Mindfulness Mode life coach and host of the show. Great to have you with us here today. And you probably are here because you care about being focused. You care about mindfulness. You want to become more grounded well I have recorded another new meditation not too long ago and it's about awakening with focus it's about getting started in the morning so many of my uh, listeners emailed me and said could you record a meditation that will just help me be alert in the morning so I don't even need caffeine I don't even need coffee so I've recorded this one awaken with focus about being alert It's about feeling invigorated, fresh and dynamic for the day. It's all about bringing out your vibrancy so you can feed those around you and be the energetic person you desire to be. You can download this free guided meditation at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash awaken with focus, awaken with focus. Today, I'm delighted to tell you, I have with me a branding expert. She is truly, truly gifted at this whole area of branding and mindfulness, which you can imagine they go hand in hand because you have to be very focused and centered to understand how to make branding work. So sit back, relax and enjoy my chat with Amina Altai. This is going to be so much fun. I've got Amina with me today. Hey, Amina, are you in mindfulness mode today?
1: Oh, I am so in mindfulness mode, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> am-
0: Amina Altai is just an awesome person. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Amina is a branding and marketing expert, as I mentioned, in the field of nutrition, fitness, and mindfulness. She believes that being nourished and having a healthy bottom line are intrinsically tied after several years of pushing her physical limits like to the max in order to achieve business success she then experienced burnout and developed two autoimmune diseases and a whole host of food allergies and she she just realized that being fit physically and emotionally just reaching that level of health meant then that her business could thrive too and now Amina pays it forward and teaches others how to fill up in all the right ways in business and in life so Amina in your life what does mindfulness mean
1: Ooh, mindfulness is everything. Uh, The work that I do really sort of sits between business coaching and wellness coaching. And when I talk about nourishment, I talk about all the ways that we fill ourselves up. So it can be food, it can be relationships, it can be movement. But if we're not mindful of how we're filling up with those things, if we're not mindful of having them in the right combinations, we're not going to be healthy on any level. So literally mindfulness and being mindful is at the root of everything for me and all of my teachings.
0: Oh, that's, that's awesome. And it must be such a privilege to be one of your clients. So tell me a story of one of your clients. Tell me somebody that you've kind of taken from this dark place to a new, brighter place where they're reaching emotional health.
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. So how I arrived at these teachings in my curriculum is actually very interesting. So you mentioned I, you know, spent a lot of my career in branding and marketing mm-hmm. and I had my own agency for a while and I worked a lot in the startup space. And what I found was a lot of people have these brilliant ideas, are excellent founders, but they aren't necessarily equipped to step into a CEO role because they haven't had that training. Right. Right. And so a lot of times that can take an emotional, physical toll on somebody. Mm-hmm. So, one one of my clients in particular, uh, really sort of cemented this, this study, this understanding for me. And I realized, okay, I've got to do something about this. So, um, he was a client of mine and oh, sorry. he was a client of mine and he, um, was a serial entrepreneur. He started his first business in the fidget category and he basically was slapped with a huge lawsuit wow. and Because of that lawsuit, it took a tremendous toll on him emotionally, physically, and he was basically spending his days like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every single day on the phone with his legal team to the point that he had no time for anything else. He was starting to feel really badly about himself, and it eventually spiraled, and he developed a disorder relationship with food and with alcohol. Um, He went to rehab. However, he didn't feel like in rehab, he really had the tools to come out and and again, live successfully to not sort of let the same spiral happen again. And it was through a mindfulness practice. It was through daily meditation and getting conscious of everything else in his life that we were able to really help him do a 180. You know, he's seven years clean now. He started a new business that he's really thriving in. Um, And it's one of my biggest and most exciting success stories because, you know, you don't have a lot of examples where it's that extreme, right, where somebody maybe has to go to rehab or has a really disordered relationship. But he cites mindfulness and a daily practice as the single reason that he's seven years clean, which is incredible.
0: Tell us about the the type of meditation that you taught him to do.
1: So the type of meditation that we did together was mindfulness-based stress reduction. So he is very analytical, a linear thinker, and I knew that I needed something that had a tremendous amount of research behind it for him to feel like he could really grasp it and feel comfortable in it. And so MBSR is one of the most studied forms of meditation. There's something like 2,500 studies to date just on mindfulness-based stress reduction. So that's where we started. And his practice has evolved over the years for sure, but simple mindfulness-based stress reduction practice is, is what kicked it all off.
0: Well, Amina, what were you like as a little girl? I want to get back to you and talk to you about (laughs) your life. I mean, you're so vibrant as a woman. What were you like when you were eight years old? What What did the page in your life look like?
1: Yeah. So as a child, I was really joyful, very happy, very connected to my truth. Eight years old actually is interesting because that was sort of an inflection point for me in a time of tremendous change. We experienced some family illness and I sort of moved out of that space of joy and into a caretaker role, even at that young age. And I started to put myself last. And that's actually where I cemented the belief that I need to do everything to really be loved, to be valued, et cetera. And that's the thinking that I took forward into my career, which actually led to the burnout because I wasn't mindful or conscious Mm -hmm. of these behaviors. So it's so interesting that you pinpointed eight years old because that was really the turning point for me. And, you know, my entire adult life has essentially been an unbecoming to return to that really joyous and happy and authentic child that I was before that.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. You seem like you've made it through. What were these two autoimmune diseases that you had as a result of your burnout?
1: Yeah. So I developed celiac disease and Hashimoto's wow. disease, and they often go hand in hand, um, and you know can be exacerbated or offset by stress. And so I had a lot of chronic, unmanaged stress when I was in my twenties, and I had launched a marketing agency. And so um, I do cite a lack of mindfulness as the biggest reason for, you know, my burnout and my autoimmune disease.
0: So celiac disease, tell us more about that in case some of my listeners don't know.
1: Yeah. So celiac disease is an autoimmune disease and essentially autoimmune disease is where your body attacks itself. So basically, you know, communication goes haywire and your body believes that a piece of you is, shouldn't be there. (laughs) So in my case, for example, when I eat gluten, um, And any gluten-containing foods, my body goes into overdrive and has these antibodies that then attacks um, basically my my GI system. So, you know, obviously gluten intolerances and gluten sensitivities are very popular nowadays, but the most severe form, the actual being allergic to it is celiac disease, um, which is the autoimmune disease.
0: I see. So do you still have to be very careful of what you consume food-wise?
1: Oh, 100%. So I am really diligent about what I consume and what I eat. Even if I eat out, I eat just like as simply as possible because gluten hides in so many things, like sauces, soy sauce, salad dressings, um, and a lot of places, you know, aren't necessarily informed, um, or you know, to no fault of their own, don't know to take the proper protocol. Cross contamination for somebody with celiac disease actually can offset um, an you know an ailment so or an attack.
0: And what was the other disease that you mentioned?
1: Hashimoto's. So that's Hashimoto's. thyroid. Yep. Oh,
0: that's thyroid. So what can yep. you do about that?
1: So there are things that you can do in terms of eating, in terms of supplementation. Depending on you know how severe it is, you potentially have to take medication. So really depends on the person and the case.
0: I see. I see. So what do you recommend to your clients as far as do you start with food? Do you start with exercise? How do you approach it?
1: It's a really great question. So I either start with food or exercise because those are the two pieces that people are used to having conversations around and also one begets the other. So as soon as you start exercising and you're in the gym and you're feeling good, you actually, you want to eat healthy because you're seeing payoff at the gym. You want to support it with food and vice versa. Um, But I believe that, you know, food in particular, when we're eating the right ways for our body, when we're not polluting our bodies or we're not using it in a disordered way, we can actually hear ourselves. We can kind of hear our innate intelligence. So food for me is really the fastest way to kind of get back to ourselves, I think. Because, you know, for example, like if I'm eating food that's not right for me, like if I'm eating gluten, let's say, I'm so incapacitated or debilitated, I can't think clearly, I can't show up for meetings, I can't have a great chat with you, Bruce, you know, right. really impacts everything. And so, like I said, it, it impedes our innate intelligence, it impedes our intuition. And so I think food is such a, a quick and interesting and easy way to really get back to yourself.
0: Yeah, well, we're all so different. We're all wired differently. And, you know, totally. my doctor tells me that my blood pressure runs a little bit low, which is kind of good in a way because a lot yeah. of people suffer high blood pressure problems, you know. But at the same time, there are, there are times in the day, you know, I feel, feel like a lull. You know, I just kind of mm-hmm. feel um, that way. Now, I haven't consumed uh, processed sugar for two or three years. I kind of gave that up. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't have those ups and downs, The same way, you know, that changed immensely that I thought, oh, wow, life is no longer a roller coaster. This is awesome. But then then I would I would get, you know, having a coffee and I think, oh, I kind of enjoy coffee, but I don't like the feeling of being. Addicted to something, you know, right. and so then it's very easy to become addicted to the benefits of caffeine or I, I say benefits, but the effects of caffeine, you know, and then so a few days ago I thought, no, 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 this is this is crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm just going crazy about coffee. So I'll just give it up. And then so for a couple of days, I'm like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> and, and so then I feel like I'm always looking for something for a lift
1: what would you
0: say to me in response
1: to that? Yeah, that's such a great question. And I love what you said about everybody being so different. It is so yeah. true. Like, based on our biochemistry, our environments, uh, our affinities, everything. We're all so different. And so, when people talk about one-size-fits-all approaches, I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Um, and to your point about, you know, being dependent on a food or a coffee or something like that, I think that mindfulness and meditation is, like, the most amazing way to not be dependent on anything, right? Yes. You, you sort of lose attachment and the need for these things. And it's so incredible um, because anytime somebody has a dependency on something, I always ask like, well, what's behind it? Like, why are we using it as a crutch? Why do we have to cling to it? Um, you know, is it, is there something emotional there?
0: This could become a much deeper conversation, <laughs> couldn't it? <laughs> it really
1: could. It really could. Okay. So back to your question about what you could do to support your energy throughout the day. So if you were my client, I would ask you probably 50 questions about your energy, trying to understand, are you sleeping okay? Are you having other types of caffeine throughout the day that could potentially be inhibiting a deep sleep throughout the night? Uh, is your blood sugar stable? Are you eating other energy-sustaining foods like healthy fats, for example? Um, but if you came to me and you said, I just want a quick high-level answer, I would be like, well, I think two really awesome things that you could do is eat healthy fats throughout the day. Uh, those will keep you satiated. Those will stop the blood sugar crash which can make you feel like you don't have enough energy. And I'd also say healthy movement. One of the best things you can do is really oxygenate your brain. So, you know, sometimes if I'm not on a video call and I'm on a conference call, I could be found like doing squats at my desk or using weights because all of that healthy movement, recruiting those big muscles means you're going to be oxygenating the brain, which is a great thing. Or even taking a lap around your office can be really helpful. So our brains are actually, they're really small in size, but they they consume a tremendous amount of energy. So a lot of the times we're fatigued because we're not actually supporting the brain with healthy fats, um, healthy movement, all of those good things, especially when we're you know stuck at our computers a lot throughout the day or in an office. Um, we might not be supporting their energy in the right way.
0: Well, let's talk about healthy fats then. I, I do like to eat oysters and mussels because I consider those healthy fats. Am I right? And what else should I eat?
1: Yeah. Seafood is fantastic. We've got great omegas in seafood. Avocado. Are you a fan of avocado? Not
0: big one. No, I'm not. <laughs> avocado is not one of my favorite things.
1: You know, avocado is so polarizing, I find. People either love it and can't live without it or they hate it. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I don't enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Olive oil is fantastic. Oh, yes. One of the most studied healthy fats as well. Mediterranean diet obviously is pointed to as one of the most healthy diets sort of going against what we're talking about, everyone being really specific, but you know, if we're looking at it generally, uh, a very healthy fat. Um, Nuts are fantastic as well. I always recommend that you eat nuts raw. Um, A lot of times when they're roasted and processed, they add additional unhealthy fats to it. um, And you change their structure too at high temperatures. So raw almonds, raw cashews, raw Brazil nuts, raw pistachios, all of those are fantastic. So those are great snacks to keep at your desk throughout the day to sustain your energy yeah
0: and what about pumpkin seeds
1: pumpkin seeds are fantastic thank you for bringing that up seeds are so great um oftentimes so women can require less dietary fat than men and and calories too depending on our composition Um, so for women i usually recommend more seeds than i do nuts so that's a that's a great point
0: yeah, yeah, I really find that seeds are are wonderful. So then, of course, just making sure that I'm totally mindful and have lots of time for meditation. And, uh, yeah, I think meditation is so important. But you know what I love, and you probably do too, getting out into nature.
1: Oh, Let's talk oh about nature. Gosh. Yes, 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 yes to nature. I actually live across the street from a park. And so, oh. again, I will take conference calls as I walk around the park because <laughs> it's so great to just be outside.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. And uh, I, I, my office is on a ravine and at the bottom of the ravine is a river. And so then there's a walking path down there and I can get down there and walk along the river, just sit and watch the water. And I mean, does water do amazing things for you, Amina?
1: Oh my gosh, so much so. Water is so healing. I love going to the beach. Actually, I love hiking too. I love being in the mountains, but water is is really restoring for me for sure. I'm actually headed to the right. beach this weekend. <laughs> oh, you are! Oh, that's yeah. so
0: awesome. I know, You're yeah, that's that's fantastic. Well, Amina, I always ask a question about bullying, and mm-hmm. because I've worked in bullying for ten years, and I, I like to ask a question about: Do you have a story where mindfulness would have made a difference?
1: Absolutely. And you and I chatted a little bit about this beforehand. And it was just so beautiful what you were sharing and the work that you do because I think it is so necessary. So I was obese as a child and I was bullied really badly at school for my size. And I wish at the time I knew that it wasn't about me. I wish that meditation would have helped me tremendously because instead of me clinging on to these ideas that I was terrible because of my weight and my size and what I looked like. I would, I'd be able to sort of watch these emotions, these thoughts, sort of as if I was a passerby or if they were passing by and I'm just sitting on the sidewalk, just watching them go versus clinging on to them and, and believing that this is to do with me and my identity. So, oh, yes, I wish I knew about mindfulness and meditation.
0: And how did you deal with it when you were a child, when you were bullied? what What did you do about it?
1: Yeah, I overcompensated. So the story that I told myself was, you know, I'm overweight, I'm heavy, people don't like the way that I look. So I'll be the smartest person in the room, and I'll be the funniest person in the room. So I overcompensated by working extra hard, really cultivating my personality, getting people to like me that way. Um, And I see that a lot. You know, it's a coping mechanism. And I think unless we're really aware and can be mindful of that situation, which is so hard at a young age, I think, um, you do end up over rotating. and, And sometimes Sometimes we end up being in a performance piece. And that's actually what I realized about myself is that because I felt a certain way and I had entrenched and cemented those beliefs about myself, I essentially lived my entire life in this performance piece around doing like I talked about before. Um, But, you know, where we're in a performance, we're a lie and where we're a lie, our life will never unfold, right? Because we meet so much resistance because we're not being ourselves. And, um, you know, meditation and mindfulness has really helped me in that story of unbecoming and getting back to who I am really.
0: When did you overcome the challenges with your weight and how did you do
1: it? Um, So I was my heaviest around 12 and at 13 I woke up one day and I just decided that I'd had enough of the bullying Um, and I decided that, you know, I didn't want to be afraid of school. I loved school. I loved learning. And so but it was coming to the point that I was afraid to go And so my older sister used to read magazines all the time and she had like fitness magazine or shape magazine in the house and I picked it up and I read about calorie counting. And so here I am 13 years old and I'm like, okay, I can do this. This makes sense to me. So I think that very day, I actually I pulled on a pair of rollerblades and I, you know, exercise for the first time in my driveway. And I started counting calories. And in the space of a year, I lost 65 pounds. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Wow. 65 storage.
0: pounds 65 in one year pounds. as a 13 year old.
1: Yeah. And the healthy way. That's the other thing that people couldn't believe ever. Because, you know, th- at that time, sort of eating disorders are really a big part of the conversation and coming to light. And people yeah. couldn't believe that I had just you know, sort of taken on a healthy approach to eating and was just changing everything. And um, I felt great. And, you know, people were really happy. It's so interesting when you look the way people think you should look, how they change their responses to you. It was a noticing for me. (laughs) So who was
0: who was cooking food for you? Were you doing a lot of it? Because you said you were sort of doing a lot of care at that point.
1: Yeah. So I did a lot of cooking for myself. Um, I also, you know, started to pick up on tips and tools for eating out. Like if we were going out and and the family was going for burgers, let's say, I would be like, okay, I'm not going to have the bun and I will just have a salad with it. Um, and then if my mom cooked, for example, I would just pick and choose what I thought the healthier foods were for me. Um, yeah, I learned how to sort of nourish and take care of and feed myself at a very early age. And I realized that, um, you know, I was using food, not in the best way for myself prior to that.
0: And let's talk about water. Did you increase your water intake?
1: Yes. And it's so funny because after when you asked me about energy, I was like, oh, I didn't say anything about water. <laughs> but well, let's hydrated, talk about water. <laughs> yes. It's so important because when we're dehydrated, that can con- totally contribute to a feeling of lethargy, um, especially for women. It really impacts our brain and our ability to process information and even how we perceive a situation, which I think is so interesting. Um So, yes, water was such a big part of it. I was never a big soda drinker growing up, but I did have a lot of juices. So juice Mm -hmm. for breakfast, maybe juice with dinner. Um, But swapping those out for water was a really big and easy swap.
0: Yeah. And what about smoothies? Are they part of your life?
1: Nowadays they are. Back are they? Then, no, yes. Yeah. So I love a good smoothie, especially in the summer. It's just such a great way to pack in so many healthy ingredients. Yes. Um, in such an easy to digest and delicious format. So they're so easy too. Anybody can make a smoothie. They're not intimidating as some of these, you know, more complex recipes can be. So just they're so great.
0: What do you put in your smoothies?
1: So I keep mine pretty basic. So I am, I will be the first to tell you that I'm a boring eater and I'm a creature of habit. So, um, I do, and this is also like specific to my body and my needs. So I'll do a collagen protein. I will do a little bit of carob. I will do coconut milk and adaptogens and usually a green. So like spinach or kale or something like that. So are you familiar with adaptogens? Uh,
0: No, but I want to, I'm not really. And I want you to tell me.
1: Yeah, so adaptogens are amazing. They're like nature's magic. So they're essentially these herbs, and there are 22 of them that are, I think, classified as adaptogens. And basically, what they do is they help your body adapt to stress. So yeah. they can support your adrenals versus stimulating them. So, a lot of the times when we're deprived of energy, it's usually due to our adrenals, right? They're feeling a little fatigued. And what we normally do is we reach for coffee, and coffee stimulates the adrenals. But these adaptogens actually support. Versus stimulate. So there's, you know, tremendous literature on them. They're really popular in traditional Chinese medicine, and you can sort of figure out which adaptogens work for your body and the type of energy that you need.
0: Do you ever uh, use flax seed in your smoothies?
1: Yes. So my husband is vegan, and I'm <laughs> I am not. I wish I could be. Unfortunately, my body just doesn't work that way. So for him, flax is really fantastic, great source of omegas, um, great source of protein as well. Chia yeah. seeds. Are fantastic in the same yeah. way. Also, really yeah, good. Yeah, I use fiber. both in
0: my smoothies. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. My son, he's 16, and uh, a couple of years ago, he he would just like I I noticed that he was hard eating any vegetables at all, and I mean I think that's typical for some kids at certain ages, you know. Yeah. And I think okay, I'll just chill. And and I started this thing with smoothies, and so since I started, he noticed how easy it was in the morning. For breakfast, you know, it was just easy you just have your smoothie. And so he now has bran, he has chia, he has flax, he has all of these things in his smoothies. And and he appreciates it, you know, That's and so it's an awesome. easy breakfast, too.
1: I agree. I think that's so beautiful that you're leading by example. And he's noticing because I think a lot of the times, we don't necessarily have access to information or enough tools to make these really good and informed choices at a young age. And, um, you know, I think part of my own story, too, was, you know, I went out into the workforce, and I didn't necessarily know the best way to support myself for stress or the best things to eat or mindfulness. Um, But the fact that you're living by example, and he's seeing these things so young, I think is incredible.
0: Well, and you are a great example, too, because he's going to be <laughs> editing this podcast. And he's going to be learning from you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so I we've talked it. about fruit. And of course, we like to put fruit into the smoothies. But uh, we've also talked about, hey, you know, there's quite a bit of sugar in there if you're putting bananas in and strawberries. And, and that can be fine, you know, yeah. depending on how active you are. But at the same time, it, you just have to realize that you are ingesting a fair amount of sugar. Would you agree with that?
1: One hundred percent. It's so interesting because I think we consume a lot more sugar than we even realize. And fruit yeah. is fantastic, full of antioxidants and fiber, but there's still fructose in it. And that will still you know, have an effect on our blood sugar. Um, and depending on the person and their body, it might affect them more or less. But it's so interesting because All of the studies that, or or all of the literature to date around, you know, high glycemic diets is actually there's a strong correlation between high glycemic diets, so diets with a lot of sugar, um, and high cholesterol. So it used to be people assumed that dietary fats sort of contributed to the higher cholesterol, but now we're seeing through the latest research that it's actually too much sugar. Um, So I think that's so interesting because I know here in the U.S. we have a tremendous issue with high cholesterol, heart disease, et cetera, um, and just how it's correlated to those sneaky sugars that we don't even realize yes. we're ingesting.
0: Yeah, and there are a lot of them. So if we can replace some of those sugars with greens, yeah, then it can be so much better. So I bought some kale and, and different kinds of greens and, and cooked it up, and then I just kind of mushed it up and put it in ice cube trays, and then I put that into the smoothies. So that seems to work well. Does that seem like a sensible idea to you?
1: That's brilliant. I think one of the best things people can do is, you know, cut the serving of fruit in half that they're going to put in their smoothie, substitute the other half with a green vegetable, and away you go. You get fiber, you get nutrients, and you cut out the sugar.
0: Okay, great. I'm I'm glad that we're on the right track with that. And and for those of you listening, Mindful Tribe, you know, just you know, some of these ideas that Amina is suggesting, I think they're just great ideas to implement. And just a bit by bit, you know, don't think, oh my gosh, I've got to change my whole life. I've got to change all my eating habits. Mm-hmm. Just just little bit by little bit, and all of a sudden you realize, hey, just a second, I'm eating more healthy foods now, you know, and and getting more exercise, and and. I know one of the best types of exercise can be walking, uh, you know, especially if you keep it up for 40 to 60 minutes. Is that what you would agree with?
1: Yes. You just touched on two things that I love. So not needing to do everything all at once because That will lead us to a space of total overwhelm, right? And then when we're overwhelmed, we want to give up. And so, you know, a lot of the times when I'm working with clients and we're talking about foods and nutrition, I'll say, you know, let's just make one easy swap, right? So if you're eating pasta every night for dinner, let's swap, swap your white pasta for a chickpea pasta, which has 20 grams of protein, or, you know, even a whole wheat pasta. Just one easy change and see how you feel with that. And then every day we grow. So walking is such a fantastic activity. And Great way to burn extra calories and in a really low stress way. What I see in my practice is so interesting. I work with a lot of type A people and I think we attract what we are. And I call myself a reformed perfectionist. And so (laughs) – I meet a lot of people who are pushing themselves to the limit and that's not only in terms of their work, but their workouts. So, you know, I had a client who was doing exercising twice a day and doing high intensity interval twinning twice a day. And that really impacts the body and stress and adrenals and all that great stuff. So it can make losing weight really hard because when your body's so stressed, it actually hangs onto fat for protection. So walking is such a beautiful way to calmly and stress free burn calories, healthy movement, oxygenate the brain. I couldn't agree more. Walking is highly underrated. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I've been told that a number of times and my doctor has talked to me about walking so I've I've started implementing this into my schedule. So this morning uh, uh, my wife uh, said, well, uh, I'll give you a ride into work and I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I said, no, just a minute. You go to where you're going and then I'm going to walk to my office and that was a 45-minute walk and uh, so it was perfect. It was, Just perfect. So, yeah.
1: And you're multitasking too because you're commuting and you're exercising.
0: Well, absolutely. Yeah. I don't have to take extra time in the day to exercise. So, if you could do that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, And as we move forward in our interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. And the first one is this one Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness?
1: Oh, that's such a great question. I would have to say my meditation teacher. So, it's so funny because I met him quick answer questions. Am I allowed to go into a little bit of it? Yeah,
0: go into a little bit of it.
1: Yeah. So he was my spin instructor years and years ago. And then I had heard through the grapevine that he was now teaching meditation. And I had already liked him as a teacher. So I thought, great, let me let me check him out. And he was just so patient, so kind, really helped me through the process. And and it's been a life changing practice. So
0: fantastic. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Amina?
1: Oh, tremendously, tremendously, you know, I think a lot of the time, so life is always ebbing and flowing, right? And so it's up and it's down, it's up and it's down. And I think if we're not prepared, if we're not trained, if we're not mindful, we can go along on that roller coaster. So we can, you know, when life goes up, we go up, when life goes down, we go down. Um, But mindfulness has just allowed me to witness what's happening in my life without riding the roller coaster. And that is just tremendous.
0: Well, tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice.
1: So anytime I'll do any sort of uh, speaking or presentation, I will make sure to layer in additional breathing exercises in addition to my meditation practice. Um, There's so much research on how it mitigates performance anxiety and just bringing ourselves back to our breath is everything. You realize that you've been in a state of fight or flight all day, you know, trying to get a taxi, commuting, whatever it is. And then you bring yourself back to your breath and it's just this moment of profound stillness.
0: Um, Amina, if you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be?
1: You know, I always liked the um, Mindfulness Pocket Guide. It's this tiny little book and it has these ideas on small changes, small habits you can do to make yourself more mindful throughout the day. And I just always thought that was such an approachable way um, to enter mindfulness or meditation.
0: Yeah, just bit by bit. Yeah, I agree. Can you share an app which helps with mindfulness?
1: I love the Calm Studio. So that's so fantastic because there are all these different teachers, all different practices, and you can basically pick a meditation based on what you're feeling. So I'm stressed about work or I can't sleep. And, you know, you can listen, see if you like their voice for a guided meditation. There's just literally something for everybody.
0: Um, Amina, it has been so awesome talking with you. I mean, you've got so much knowledge. You've got so much to share. But how can we learn more about you and how can we get connected with what you do?
1: That's, I've had such a great time chatting with you, Bruce. This has been so fun. I could literally chat all day. Um, you, <laughs> you can learn more about me at my website, com, or on Instagram. I'm at aminaaltai. And I also have a free little mini course for your listeners. If they're interested, it's called get unstuck in your business. And uh, the the link will be in the show notes, I think
0: interested are you kidding me of course we're (laughs) interested and and i'm just gonna slow down here and say amina is and here is the spelling of amina it's a-m-i-n-a that's amina a-m-i-n-a and altai is a-l-t-a-i So just go to com and check out this free course. Tell us again how we get the free
1: course. So I will send a link and you can share it with your listeners. But it's dot GetUnstuck.AmanaAltai
0: altai.com and it'll all be in our show notes at mindfulnessmode.com and so just go there and type in Amina if you don't see her episode right there in the top, type in Amina in the search bar A-M-I-N-A because as you know, this is one of the most awesome interviews you've heard in a while, right? I'm sure you'll agree (laughs) with that, Mindful Tribe. It's been so great talking with you, Amina. You're so vibrant. You're so much fun to talk with. And not only that, you've got so much to share. So thanks for sharing with us here today on Mindfulness Mode.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Bruce. It has been an absolute honor.
0: Great. All the best to you. Bye now. You as well. whatever episode number you like. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, so many places you can hear Mindfulness Mode. So hit subscribe and share because that truly helps our show. And remember what I mentioned at the top of the show, awaken with focus. A 12-minute meditation just for you, recorded by me. You can be alert, focused after waking. That's what it's all about. Feel invigorated, fresh, and dynamic. Let your vibrancy feed those around you. Download this meditation to help you get going in the morning at mindfulnessmode.com slash awakenwithfocus.